Alright, welcome to the Bojack Backtrack, a series of retrospective of Bojack Horseman for fans by fans. I'm Eliana, pronouns she, her. I'm Bez, pronouns he, they. And it's great to be with you today. We're covering the entire series of this retrospective, so if you haven't caught up on the whole series yet, this only makes sense to you and you'll be spoiled, so get caught up first. Today we'll be covering the season one, episode seven episode called Say Anything. Yeah, and this episode is actually named after a movie. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. The episode, it has like Cameron Crowe as a character, right? Uh-huh. Well, the movie is named after a Cameron Crowe movie called Say Anything. Oh. Uh. Well, the episode is named after a Cameron Crowe movie. Did I say the movie is named after the movie? I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I got the meaning. It's fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. So who is this episode written by, Bez? This episode is written by Joe Lawson. Okay. And you want to give us a quick summary? Sure. So Princess Carolyn is trying to be the best. Well, this is partly from IMDb. I really like the description they had for the episode where it says, Princess Carolyn trying to be the best agent in the biz, but Bojack and everyone else is trying to sabotage her efforts, basically. <laughs> uh, so first of all, Bojack went on a huge bender because they ends engaging Mr. Peanut Butter. So she's like, all right, I'm going to get you a commercial. But then Bojack leaves the commercial and is like, Princess Carolyn, we're in love. Let's go be in love. And she's like, no, I'm at work. Would you please leave me alone? So then a merger happens at her job and Vanessa Gecko, her nemesis, becomes her office mate. And then after that, Princess Carolyn's movie starts falling apart until, at the last minute, a gift Bojack gave her inspires her to call it Cameron Crow, and everything is basically solved after that. Okay. Alright, yeah. This is a very reflective episode about Princess Carolyn and her career and her relationships with other people, that sort of thing. It's a really interesting one. Yeah, I agree with that. One thing this episode does deliver on is the continuity. As I know, is that the Lenny Turtletop film that's the center of the plot is the same Ava Braun movie from a few episodes ago that Princess Carolyn asked Bojack if he would see in theaters. He said, of course I would. Who would wouldn't. So that was a nice bit of continuity there. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Yeah, I, I like the continuity a lot too. Yeah, it's pretty good. And speaking of Lady Turtle Top, that turtle is fucking old. Did you notice that? He's been there since the dawn of the movie. So he's like 80? No, he's not 80. He's like hundreds. Like, he saw the Great Train Robbery, which is one of the founding pictures of the cinema as we know it. He's been around a long ass time. That guy has been here to see the movie evolve from its origins and its roots. He was there for Buster Keaton. He was there for the Great Train Robbery. This guy is old. Did you notice that? I didn't. Interesting. Yeah, because the Great Train Robbery, if you don't know, it's one of the founding pictures that defines what a movie is. Because there were one of the original silent films that had color for once and like basically establish a moving plot in a very short time period. So we have a great train robbery to thank for a lot of how we see edits and cuts and shots. Okay, interesting. I just thought I understood that. That's good to know. It does make sense. What I didn't know is all his random quotes really placed him as being as someone who's really been around the movie industry for a while, but I didn't know the extent of that. So that's interesting to know. Yeah, let me look at the date the great train robbery is from really quick. Great train robbery. 1903. This guy's So he's at least 110 years years old. He's at least 110. I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's older. Alright, cool. So this episode, anything you want to talk about with this episode before I dive in? So how the fuck did Bojack make that cardboard Bojack so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. That's some movie magic, cartoon magic right there. <laughs> yep. Uh, Interesting question. I don't think I know the answer to that one. Yeah, I never considered it until I was rewatching. It's like, wait a minute, how the fuck did he get that so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently he had Todd's help because Todd was in the recording, so. Yeah, and then he Todd helped to cut it out and stuff. All right, what did you want to talk about? I wanted to mark how this is the first appearance of Vanessa Gecko and Charlie Witherspoon, who we see a lot in later seasons. Yeah, Vanessa Gecko being a human is pretty funny after she's been, like, ramped up for a couple episodes. Yeah, that was really interesting because, you know, you would think by the name that she'd be, you know, a gecko, but no, she's just a regular human lady. Yeah. So there you go. Subverting expectations. And Charlie really grows in his role through the season 
seasons. Charlie's voiced by uh, the, the show's creator, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's voiced by Raphael Bell Walksburg. But he actually takes over Vigor after his dad dies later on. So he's just starting out here, but he eventually grows to a much bigger role. Yeah, his early role, honestly, just seems like a lot of nepotism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a point where his show about his running tie being caught through the copier gets picked up by like NBC or something. It's like, no one would buy that show unless his father was involved somehow making that happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But then later he gets in charge of Vigor, probably again because of nepotism, but then he seems to be a better boss than you would have expected. So there you go, I guess. Yeah, you don't hear anything about the company going under, so apparently he did something right. (laughs) Exactly. When the blackmail subplot finally came to a head. Yeah, that's right. When the birds stopped by the office. The birds stopped by the office and it turns out that Princess Carolyn isn't Bojack agent anymore because he signed on to Gecko so that he and Princess Carolyn could quote unquote be in love and it turns out the birds are like yo you're Bojack agent we want to blackmail you and then it turns out that actually Vanessa Gecko turns the tables on them and it's all okay yeah she's really deftly handled that blackmail and it was really funny how she mentioned death of Tupac but it's also weird how death of someone has become like a meme kind of kind of weird or like a joke that's kind of weird to me it was still a funny moment for me it made me think why am I laughing at this you know so I had a little moment there. But yeah, okay. she definitely turned the tables on them really well. I wasn't expecting that to go so smoothly. <laughs> yeah, and then the bird trying to go out the window was pretty funny because birds can't see the glass. So in any sense, they thought that it was an escape route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just going to fly out, but nope, it's a window, guys. <laughs> yeah, there's a window there. Sorry, y'all. Bojack saying blank was the best thing that ever happened to me. What do you think of that whole little scene? I think it's really interesting because it does come back a lot later. There's a whole episode about it called Best Thing that ever happened I think it's in season two or three yeah when it's about Princess Caroline and Bojack's relationship I know what you're talking about the one where she makes the pasta yeah the one where she makes the pasta yeah I don't know that so it's a really interesting thing that we can see that where it comes back because Bojack did earlier say before they even bring up that it's going to be a recurring thing he does say that X was the best thing that ever happened to me yeah he does so it's clear he's done this type of thing before and he always comes running back to Princess Caroline because she's the one that's always there but then he's like I don't really love you and then he abandons her it's just like that's such a rude thing to do. Such a mean, manipulative thing to do to someone else. Instead of just using them because they're there for you. And it's like, it's her job to be there for you. That doesn't mean she loves you. It's her job to make sure that your needs are attended to doesn't mean there's a romantic relationship here. Exactly. I feel like all men need to learn that. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, on an earnest note, I remember reading about how there's a lot of straight cis guys out there who have been raised to believe that just because a woman is nice to them means that she likes them. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, sometimes she's just tending to your needs. Sometimes she's just your office mate or something that she's helping you out it's just like no that does not equal romance so Bojack needs to learn that other guys need to learn that people need to learn it (laughs) there you go so Bojack it feels like he's being really manipulative even if he doesn't mean to me it's very manipulative of him to be like you're the best thing ever happened to me come love me and then he just pushes her away it's just like come on Bojack you can be better than that can't he be better than that what do you think could he be better than that I think to a certain extent he can be better than that but honestly he just doesn't seem like someone who values his romantic relationships like half of season one involves him sleeping around you know that's true he does sleep around a lot in season one especially season one i should say i don't know i don't see bojack as someone who's really valuing his romantic relationships very highly you know yeah i agree with that so it's pretty sad but maybe princess Carolyn is just another discarded person that he just sleeps with and he wants to or is she more than that to him yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking it's sad but maybe that's the case so it's unfortunate but probably true let's move on to something else <laughs> <laughs> but 
How about Todd in this episode, huh? Poor Todd getting totally drunk. Oh my god. I feel bad for him because it's just like he did not need to get drunk. And then Princess Carolyn learning that his name is Chavez. That's the first time we learned his name is Chavez. It comes up a few times. Especially in season 6. Him being a Chavez is part of his arc in season 6. I guess that's the subplot uh, is the commercial being filmed at Bojack's house. But it doesn't last very long in the episode. How did they keep the commercial recording even though... Because they're putting up a billboard for Guten Bourbon later with Todd's face on it, right? Uh-huh. So that somehow they kept the commercial recording even though he broke all the cameras. Oh. Maybe he didn't break one of the cameras? I don't know. Maybe he just <laughs> got there in time. <laughs> But did not save yeah. some of the cameras. You could be right about that. I'm surprised Todd didn't become like an instant millionaire being the face of a company. But, you know, there you go. He's got to work for it, guys. He's got to work for it. Maybe he got a really shitty contract or something. <laughs> That's definitely possible. Yeah. To be fair, maybe he didn't smash all the cameras. Maybe it just looked like he smashed a lot of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah, briefly wanted to talk about Todd because poor Todd. <laughs> Why do you think Bojack wants Princess Carolyn now? Is it just because he's drunk or is there something deeper to it? Hmm, that's a good question. I wouldn't say it's just because he's drunk, so to speak. I would say that's because he feels like he wants someone else in his life and he's trying to fill the void. That's definitely a good point because Diane's engagement and it's like he's looking for someone to be there for him and she's the one who's always been there especially with diane's engagement i'm sure that he's feeling especially i don't want to say lonely but lonely yeah alone that's what i was gonna say and it's pretty manipulative and shitty for him to act so why not choose to be happy for once like what the fuck man like that's pretty manipulative of you to just spring that on somebody as if she's not happy is she not happy do you think this is carolyn is happy i don't know because at the end of the episode and this is something i was going to point out later but at the end of the episode laura says are you going to head out from work soon and then princess carolyn and says where else would I go it's like if she doesn't have a life outside of the office maybe she's not happy at all but on the other hand in other episodes she seems to be fairly well adjusted so I'm not really sure if she's happy honestly yeah at the end of the episode she seems kind of down to me yeah she seemed pretty down because it was her birthday and she didn't even get excited yeah that's true actually is it how it is when you get older or is this just part of Princess Carolyn's personality I feel like maybe it's both because the whole episode briefly touches on her age when Vanessa Gecko is like oh it's not too late for you to have children it'll happen and then she doesn't say someday she just kind of squints her eyeballs so princess carolyn's age is briefly touched on so maybe her age to her is just another sign that she won't be able to have children and that she's just getting further and further away from that point yeah because that does come up a lot in the later seasons how she wants to have kids so she does seem a little down at the end doesn't get excited about her birthday this seems a little down i wouldn't blame her considering she just kind of got dumped by a horse who's been a jerk to her in the past and to go through work like nothing happened and she went to hell and back for him and he doesn't even is not even thankful because he had a shitty day i'm not blaming bojack for having a day by the way i'm just saying like she needed to be thanked and she wanted it but he just didn't have that capacity at the moment for her to thank her yeah he wasn't in a good place yeah which we'll talk about in the next episode oh boy you get to see what what happened coming soon to a podcast platform near you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> so what do you think of the moment where dojak says to her we're just two lonely people trying to hate ourselves a little less that's all we are maybe that's all we ever were hmm. do you think he's projecting a little bit there because i think he's projecting I didn't think about him being projecting or not projecting, but now that you mention it, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Because when did she say she was lonely? That she hated herself also. That's not something that comes back at all. Yeah, Princess Carolyn is a lot of things, but a person who hates herself, I don't think it's one of them. I agree. So Jack tried to say 
something truthful, but I don't think he was telling the truth there. The sad part is that Princess Carolyn says, I knew this was going to happen, but I got excited anyway. Like, that's such a sad moment. Like, she knows how this horse just kind of drags her around and then drops her, and that, that she let herself get excited and thought, maybe this is the time, and then it wasn't the time. It was just the same old thing. And that's really sad. Yeah, that is sad. It's really sad that people do that sort of shit. So that brings me to, like, the ultimate question I have about Princess Carolyn, and I want you to, ha- I want your input on this. Okay. And that is, why does she work so hard for Bojack? Is it love? Is it something else? Is Vanessa Gecko right when she says to Princess Carolyn that Princess Carolyn needs to cut Bojack loose to be happy? Why does she work so hard for Bojack? I just thought it's that she's had him in her life for so long that she doesn't know how to do anything else. Like, she's been involved with him since she was just an assistant. Yeah. So I think at this point, working hard for him has just become so ingrained that she's just going to do it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like it's hope that something deeper is going to occur, aside from just romantic flings. Uh-huh. I think that she wants something deeper from him, something more that just isn't there, and she just hopes it's there, but it's not there, but she wants it to be. Yeah. So she keeps going. That's my theory. And that's why she's so much happier when she finds people actually are going to fill that void for her. Like Ralph. Yeah, I think you have a point. I think we're both kind of right, you know? Okay, makes sense to me. Because I was thinking at the end, Vanessa Gecko is right, and if she cut Dojack off, she'd be happier, because that's exactly what she does at the very end of the show. She gently pushes him away and by saying to him, I'm not going to be your agent anymore. I know some fantastic people that can represent you. She gently pushes him away. Maybe Vanessa Gecko was right all along from season one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a good note to end on, but was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this episode? Oh my god. I just have to mention that pissing fountain in the background. Did you see the pissing fountain? The pissing fountain? Is that what you said? Outside of Elefante. <laughs> No, I didn't. What is this? There's this elephant in the background. Um, the, uh, um, in front of Elefante, there's an elephant pissing, and and that's the fountain. The elephant is pissing. Okay, then. <laughs> and the, the genitals are kind of detailed, so you don't want to look at it. I remember reading, I think, in the art book, maybe? I can't remember where I read this. That Hannah Walt was like, I didn't think this was going to pass, but they allowed us to do this. <laughs> so there you go. Elephant pissing fountain was cleared by Netflix. <laughs> hey uh, um, hey I just uh have to, yeah i just have to mention that <laughs> on that note of elephant pissing pounds i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the bojack backtrack i'm eliana and i'm bez and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day okay bye. stay safe please stay safe please bye bye, bye.